0: This episode contains explicit language. Welcome to Mom and Daughter Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Monday, July 17th. The podcast recommendations edition. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry who's 11, Oliver who's 9, and Teddy who's 6. We are in Atlanta, but after this literally on on monday today i am getting on a plane to start our move to japan so i'm going to be gone for three weeks or so we're going to see how settling in goes but i will be back and we'll be able to report on how all of that went so for now in atlanta but uh (laughs) in the coming weeks in tokyo
1: sayonara for now
0: yeah
2: sayonara for now I'm Jamila Lemieux. I'm a writer, contributor to Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who is 10, and we live in Los Angeles.
1: I'm Zach Rosen. I make another podcast. It's called The Best Advice Show, and I'm dad to Noah, who's five, and Ami, who's two. We live in Detroit.
0: Well, today on the show, we got a letter asking us to recommend podcasts for summer listening, and we can't wait to share our favorites. Then we'll have even more recommendations, and we'll also be opening up our overflowing mailbag to read some of your advice. All of that after this quick break. All right, let's dive into today's listener question. Dear mom and dad, I have a fun question for the three co hosts of MadAf. I'm curious to know about your favorite podcasts, both for family listening and for your personal enjoyment. I feel like I'm in a rut. Firstly, I'd love to hear about the podcast that you enjoy as a family. Are there any shows or episodes that you find particularly engaging and entertaining when you're all together? Secondly, when it comes to your individual podcast preferences, do you have any go-to podcasts that you enjoy listening to during your own personal time? Best regards, podcast enthusiast extraordinaire. All right, let's take on family listening first. Zach you get us started
1: sure this is fun so i have two shows that we listen to a lot and then one show that i just found out about that we are excited to listen to so i've got three the one that we are excited to listen to i mean if you're uh even like a somewhat of a podcast listener you've heard of s town but have you heard of s camp i just heard about the show it's called it's called (laughs) s camp subtitle the case of the phantom pooper After an iconic camp monument is desecrated, camp director Mookie launches an investigation. So from what I understand, this is a kind of parody of a true crime and it's a comedy and it's about someone who pooped at camp and someone trying to get to the bottom of it. This sounds like a really fun time for the entire family. I'm very excited about it. Have have you listened to this yet? No,
0: no, and I'm adding it because (laughs) I am going to need all the podcasts. This sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, the case of the phantom pooper. So I'm excited to get into that. Maybe we'll do a a proper review in the coming weeks. But the shows that I have listened to before and that are just so good. But why from Vermont Public Radio, sometimes a a conceit for a show is just so elegantly simple. I just can't help but think, man, I wish I would have thought of that. So but why is a show where kids ask questions and the hosts find the answers by talking to experts in the field. So each each episode is a different question um, that were, that was submitted by a kid listener. Why do we have allergies? What are eels? Why is social media so addictive? Why do wolves howl? Why aren't babies just little adults? Why do we donate blood? Why do we have blood? And what does it do? There's been over 200 episodes. It's so well done. And it's like one of those shows where if you're a kid or an adult, it doesn't really matter. You, you learn a bunch. So I love But Why. Another show that Noah loves that she listens to pretty much every night. Um, it helps put her to sleep. So actually, I don't know if this is an endorsement for a shh because it, it puts her to sleep. I think she's compelled by it, but I think it's also just kind of, you know, got a nice rhythm to it. It's called Brains On. It's from American Public Media. Um, and Brains On is a science podcast for curious kids. Um, And adults and a different kid host joins the actual host, Molly Bloom, who's wonderful, um, to find answers to fascinating questions um, that are kind of science-centric. Both But Why and Brains On are like 20 to 30 minutes. Noah has listened to dozens and dozens and dozens. um, And it's super well produced. So those are my three kid recommendations. But obviously, Case of the Phantom Pooper, I'm most excited about.
2: So we don't really, Naeem and I don't listen to many podcasts together. So I looked some up that sounded interesting. Um, That's fair. One that sounded pretty cool was, but why was on my list. Um, And so is Wow in the World from NPR. Yes, it's the best. (laughs) Okay, now I want to give it a try. Um, They do... Science, they talk about just interesting things that are happening and helping you understand the word a little bit. And they use comedy and debate to um, tell these stories. Like one example is how long would it take to get to the closest star outside of our solar system? Um, there's also Story Pirates, oh, cool. which I know is pretty it's popular. Yeah, yeah. We like that one. It's performed by actors and comedians who act out like original stories that were written by kids. Um, in a similar a vein, there's- very cool
1: there's concept. Very cool. And if
0: your kids write in, they get a letter from one of the Story Pirates. Oh, Even wow. Even if they don't feature it. They write back and send you an email with like a picture of the letter. It's-, it's I think it's amazing.
2: That's super so sweet. Have you written
1: in, Liz?
0: Yeah, uh, Oliver writes in all the time.
2: (laughs) The final one I had was Story Seeds or the Story Seeds podcast. And it's a podcast for uh, kids and teens. And it's collaborations of story ideas between established authors and young writers between the ages of six and twelve. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool. I like the idea of things that are made by kids. I know it's, like, awful that we don't actually listen to podcasts because I kind of want to start a podcast with Naima.
1: Yes.
0: Do it. You know,
2: like, so I would definitely, if any other listeners have suggestions for podcasts that are, like, made by children, I'd love to hear some of those because I'm really curious about that.
0: Well, we are big podcast consumers in this house um in addition to wow in the world which i think of is more like something the kids listen to that i can tolerate like it's it's very entertaining um but it's it's not something like i would turn on if i got to choose <laughs> and have the kids listening
1: it's very like bells and whistly i find you yeah know, I mean, like i like a, a kid lot of show at it. yeah yeah
0: um in which they're presenting science information, but it's yeah. it's like not something I would choose for car. I don't know if this person was looking for car listening. I did put that on there, and we also like um, who smarted is another podcast um, of a of a similar vein. It's less spells and whistly, but another thing that like the kids really enjoy, and I don't mind having on, but wouldn't be my choice. But a couple um, that I just really love that the kids like also enjoy is Radiolab, particularly... Mm -hmm. Now, there is, like, a Radiolab kids' feed, but I think a lot of the ones in Radiolab are appropriate for kids. Mm -hmm. You just kind of have to scroll through and pick the topics. But they just kind of re-released one. It's the most recent episode right now called Man Against Horse, Mm -hmm. and it's basically about butts and a race in which men race horses. And, like, not the men run and the men and women run, and then the horses also run and they see who wins... We listened to this uh, on on the way up to um, rafting, and the kids thought it was amazing. And uh, we've gotten this hit from like a lot of the Radio Labs, particularly a, a lot of the older ones. So check out Radio Lab. Um, Field Trip from the Washington Post is about different national hmm. parks. We really like national parks. It's lovely. I would listen to that even without the kids there, and the kids tolerated it, thought it was interesting. We really like like trivia podcasts, and so Good Job Brain um, is a great one of those, as is Family Road Trip Trivia Pod. Uh, those are just kind of fun trivia podcasts that we enjoy and through school this year, we found um, Pale Blue Pod, which is a science podcast for adults. But the two women that host it are so charming and engaging that my kids really enjoy it. The episodes are pretty short. They focus on one um, astrology topic. And because it's not... Um, Uh, Sorry, they focus on one astronomy topic, but they sprinkle in things like astrology and camping and myths and all kinds of stuff. So it's super fun and engaging. So those would be some of the ones to start with. I also wanted to mention we just started this one called Charm Words Daily Affirmations. These are like eight-minute little positive affirmations, and we've been playing them in the morning here. And it's just a really nice way to start the day, and I feel like something kids enjoy but most adults could use.
1: Nice. Nice. Oh, I was going to say, Jamila, I haven't heard the show yet, but I hear it's quite good. It's called Mm -hmm. Grown. It's a podcast from the moth, but it's true stories told by teenagers. Um, Oh, And so, it's pretty new. I think they've only released, like, a dozen or so episodes, but um, I bet you and Naima would would both like that one.
2: I will look that up, because Naima definitely thinks she's grown. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: Is that going to be the name of the the podcast?
1: (laughs) naima definitely thinks think grown. definitely think she's growing that, that's something
0: um all right let's talk about what we're all listening to on our own
1: you want to start liz
0: uh sure so i'm completely obsessed i think a lot of people are right now with who shat on the floor at my wedding <laughs> if you oh my god it, i love how we have two it. poop recommend
1: two poop podcast recommendations today
0: yeah it's, it's the <laughs> devil poop <laughs> Um but this is this is great. It's it's true crime-esque, but without any of the scary stuff, which is right up my alley. It is an investigation um by by these two women about who shot on the floor like it's on true, this boat right? at their wedding. It's a true story. They are um self-deprecating and hysterical and one of like every expert they interview thinks they're totally ridiculous but goes along with it. It it's just like very fun and binge worthy um if you had older kids they would definitely enjoy it too there's lots of swearing um henry has caught bits of it and thinks it's funny the other two are sort of like i don't understand what's happening uh i I really love that and they're the brides
1: so they're the it's their own wedding that someone took a shit at and they're
0: yes and yes and one has designated themselves the investigator (laughs) so good it's amazing. Everything about it is amazing. And they bring their guests back and interrogate them. They have a very bad lie detector, <laughs> like like it's like on a computer program. Um, Sounds so fun. It's it's like a farce, but they really want to know. Uh, they have a lovely Instagram account, too, where they've taken pictures of themselves going back to the scene of the crime. It, it's the whole thing is hysterical. They go to a zoo because there's a possibility that an animal did it. It's like I said, <laughs> it's ridiculous and lovely all at the same time. Also, in the ridiculous, like, if I want to put something on while I'm doing something and only kind of pay attention, I listen to this podcast called Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet, where these two people read uh, one star reviews of places. (laughs) Oh, oh my god. god they've done everything from one star <laughs> reviews of porn to one star reviews of like thrift stores and um you know like golf courses in kansas like it's it's just so funny they read it they put this dramatic music behind it it's oh hysterical. my god beach
1: too sandy uh, it's so yeah. good
0: Following. Uh, if this you right actually want to like learn something <laughs> I like the podcast Shortwave from NPR. It's just a mm-hmm. short little going to teach you something fun. I also really recommend if you have a TV show you love, like go find a podcast about the TV show. Yeah. I um, am listening to one about parks and recreation i have done one about gilmore girls just these shows that i like where people sometimes it stars from the show i mean you every tv show i think has one now but it's just a really fun kind of nostalgic way to feel like you get to listen to something fun and revisit some old things so i don't have a specific recommendation for that but just go if if you had a series that you really loved and don't know what podcast to listen to next go find one of those it's it's really fun to revisit those
1: i agree and then it totally enhances your experience of going back to the show it kind of re-energizes you to go back and watch it after having like learned a bunch of behind the scenes context i agree
0: what are you guys listening to um i'm not a huge podcast
2: person and some of the ones i listen to are so trashy i don't even want to tell you Come But on um, give us one
0: i mean i just talked about an investigation of pooping on the floor <laughs> i
2: know but that's like a critically acclaimed podcast like <laughs> I to to acclaimed. Junk. um i do like uh celebrity memoir book club It's these two girls who read, young women who read celebrity memoirs and talk about them. So it's entertaining for books that I've read, you know, like I enjoyed their take on Will Smith's autobiography and um, Prince Harry's Spare. When I went through my all things Prince Harry and Meghan Markle um, season, I had to consume all related content. Uh, I thought they had did a pretty good job taking that book on. Um, I also like uh, one of my favorite podcasts is Scam Goddess. It, there's this actress and comedian named Lacey Mosley, and. What she does, she brings on a different guest. Oftentimes they're comedians and writers and they talk about a scam. It could be a scam from some time in history. It could be something that's happened more recently. One of the scams that they discussed was the Kim Kardashian Ray J sex tape, Mm -hmm. you know, and the revelation that it was orchestrated, not you know, organically created and then magically leaked. Mm. Um, Which, like, duh, you know. But um, that was a pretty good one. And what else? Slow Burn on Slate is amazing. Uh, Each season takes on some really interesting stuff. Um, There was a podcast on NPR. It got canceled, which I was really sad about. They only did two seasons, but it's called Louder Than a Riot, Mm -hmm. Um, the first season was about hip hop and incarceration, you know, rappers being arrested and the hip hop cops. And the second season, which I really enjoyed, was about, um, the kind of unwritten rules in hip hop regarding like sexuality and misogyny. And so just talking about how difficult it is for women rappers and for queer and trans rappers, um, and some of the people who fought through, Um, you know, and to make a name for themselves in the industry, despite being a woman or being LGBT, that was a really, really good show. Hmm.
1: I will recommend Rumble Strip, which is a show by one of the great uh, podcast practitioners in the field. Her name's Erica Heilman. It's an independent show and it's hard to know how to describe it, but she lives in Vermont and all the stories are set in Vermont She's always on the scene talking to people. It's a really um, beautiful documentary that's kind of deceptively simple-sounding, but it's not. She spends months and months on these stories. And there's one in particular, which might be the greatest podcast episode um, I've ever heard. It's uh, incredibly heavy, but it's it's gorgeous. It's called Finn and the Bell. I think at this point, it's a couple years old. It won a Peabody, but basically it's a story about this 17-year-old kid in Vermont who loved baseball. He loved, like, leaving notes for his mom on the, on the wood pile, telling her how much he loved her. He loved, um, like, setting the table at dinner with candles and flowers. He was the class president. He just seemed like this beautiful soul. And he one day killed himself um, with kind of no indication of, of, of why. And it's a story about the town um, just talking about who he was and what he loved and what he was like. Um, And it ends with this, this heartbreaking kind of soliloquy from Finn's mom of her. um, I don't want to say too much about it, but it's called Finn and the bell. Um, Every episode of rumble strip is completely different and beautiful, but that one is a standout. So, um, if I had more than two thumbs, I would I would raise them up, oh. um, as many thumbs as as there are. Um, it's it's a really really powerful, beautiful show.
0: We also would be remiss to not recommend the best advice show done by our own Zach Rosen. And seriously, if you haven't given it a listen, it is like such a short little easy to digest and getting to hear advice from all kinds of people. Like that's the great thing is that sometimes you have someone that you might know on there. And sometimes Mm -hmm. there's like your neighbor, your wife has been on there. I mean, there's just so many great pieces of advice and makes me realize that like everyone has something to offer. Everyone's doing, has some little life hack uh, and you get to hear them all on your show.
1: Thank you. That was nice of you to say. Um, I want to, I want to call back the one star. What's the one star show? Beach to Sandy yeah because <laughs> i just got an amazing one star <laughs> yeah. review yesterday that i wanted to share this is a one star review of my show this the title is awful and it says "nonstop verbal diarrhea discussing self-help pseudoscience that can only appeal to the lowest common denominator girl so if that appeals to you you should definitely listen <laughs> to my show the best advice show
0: <laughs> oh, i love that you posted that
1: yeah. it was it was liberating to post because it was just such a bad review, I had to. I had to uh, to get out the, in front of it.
2: The lowest common dom- denominator girl.
1: Yeah, it only applies. It only appeals to the lowest right. common denominator girl. Oh. Yeah. So, if that's you, you should listen to my show, which I pour my heart and soul into. Verbal diarrhea.
0: Thank you for
2: taking time to write that <laughs> review. Yeah. <laughs> we ask for reviews, don't we? At every yeah. episode, we're like, yeah. leave a review, leave a mm-hmm. review, and that's what happens.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Well, this was such a fun question. Thank you, podcast enthusiast. We would love to know what you guys are listening to. So leave us a voicemail with your podcast recommendations, 646-357-9318. All right, we're going to take another quick break, and then we'll be back with our normal round of recommendations in a second.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
2: So when Harik recommended
0: a show on Amazon
2: Prime called I'm a Virgo, and even though he hadn't seen it yet, just off the strength of the director and creator Boots Riley, and I had a chance Mm. to watch the whole thing. And it is so good. It's about a 13 foot tall young man. He's 19 when the show starts and his parents have kept him hidden from society his whole life. And Mm. they've been somewhat dishonest with him about the world around him, but it's all been, you know, as a measure to keep him safe and protected, you know, because they know that the government might try to experiment on him or take him away. And so he gets the urge to go outside and make friends, and he does, and his world just completely changes, and he develops a fandom, and it's really good. It's weird. It's, you know... it's quirky it's a very entertaining show um it is not child-friendly you could watch it with an older kid naima did watch some of it like there's the longest sex scene i think in the history of television on one of the episodes we had to like completely fast forward through it (laughs) so i don't you know i didn't really see that coming uh because for the most part i would say it's kind of kid friendly aside from that but um viewer discretion advised
1: Wow. That sounds, that sounds great. Um, Boots Riley, he's the one that did, I'm sorry to bother you. Right. The movie. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. I
1: love that movie. Or sorry to bother you not. I'm sorry to bother you. Oh, this is great. I've never heard of this. Yeah. Cool.
0: Zach, what are you recommending?
1: So when we were in Tel Aviv, we went to a bunch of different parks um, and I rediscovered how fun it is to climb up a slide. You know how like we tell our kids, like, don't climb up the slide because, you know, but like if you know that a kid isn't coming down, climbing up a slide is so fun, especially if it's a closed slide like a tube, you know, <laughs> um, it just feels so adventurous just to like weave up there. Um, I mean, I climbed so many slides the past couple weeks, deeply satisfying, reconnected me to to childhood joy and play and uh if your if your body is up for it and if there isn't any kid at the top of the slide waiting to come down i can't recommend enough climbing up slides
0: that sounds lovely i haven't actually done it but my kids love it it's so fun i'd be worried about getting stuck in a tube slide honestly no but i'll climb up i will The ne- i pledge the next park we're at i will climb, up, climb up open slide
1: yeah do it for me let me know how it goes
0: i will I'll let you know how it goes um, well, we are in just summer is workbook central around here. I love to find a good workbook. I've talked about how much I love the summer brain quests. I found one um, that I think like, com- like truly competes with summer brain quest in terms of like another great summer workbook. And this is learn by sticker. So my kids love those like make a picture with sticker mm-hmm. books. It's like paper so stickers. This one does like color by Number with math, but it's stickers. So you solve the math problems, and then that gives you the um, right sticker to put on. And there's two versions there's like um, basic addition and subtraction, and then basic phonics. And so the stickers are labeled with the answers. You're solving it and putting the stickers together. Um, this has been Teddy doing this. Both of these are are Teddy age appropriate, um, and he has just loved them, and I love doing them. And he's so excited. He solves them all in pencil and then sticks the stickers on. But I just think it's such a great like it. It adds a little bit of just math practice and reading practice um, along with something that I already love. So painting by sticker, and um, they come in you know little travel-happy books. They're not too big, can fit in a larger bag. So check those out. Fantastic. Well, now it's time to hear from you. We got a ton of letters. Thank you all so much. We're going to try to get through as much of your advice as possible. So we're going to start with one from Cass.
1: Yeah, she says she figured out a solution to my butter dilemma, which I talked about a few weeks back when Ami kept asking for more butter, but... The butter had just melted, but he thought there wasn't any on the toast and it was driving me crazy. And so Cass has been putting butter on the side and letting her kid dip the toast himself. He said, and I quote, it made my belly gurgle and happy. A pretty ringing endorsement. So I'm definitely going to try this, this butter um, strategy tomorrow morning. Thank you so much, Cass.
0: Our next letter is about managing all of the kids' activities.
2: So our listener, Veronica, says that her rule of thumb is one sport, team or individual, and one non-sport activity. And for birthday parties, she just RSVPs know if she's never heard the kid's name. If she has, then she'll evaluate whether it works with their schedule or not and if she likes
0: the other parents. Solid advice. Uh, We also got a response to the mom who was slated to host the next book club event and worried that her house wouldn't be suitable as she was the, quote, poor mom of the group.
1: Yeah, this listener, Elizabeth, wanted to offer some solidarity, and she says she also gets nervous hosting a book club. She's got toddlers, and the house is a wreck, just like all of ours. Uh, She's also in a similar situation where other attendees have much fancier houses, And luckily, no one has said anything to her. But she says that third spaces have worked really well for them, like restaurants or even bookstores. They also have the husbands and kids go do their own thing during the meeting, like go to the park. So uh, I appreciate that solidarity, Elizabeth.
0: We got a fun short note from listener Shin Yi, who listened to the Hari Triumph about his kid listening to cool music, specifically Closing Time by Semisonic. She
2: says that the Closing Time lyrics are actually about labor. Uh, singer Dan Wilson has gone on the record and confirmed that the song was partially inspired by his
0: daughter's birth, so it's not as inappropriate for a bedtime song as Hari thought. On a more serious note, we got some advice for the listener who was debating if she should tell her kids about her childhood assault since it's been affecting her lately.
1: Yeah, our letter writer says she agrees with our recommendation to emphasize that she's still there for the kids, but says that as someone who received information about a parent's assault far too early, she would hold off on sharing details. Just stick with explaining to them the concepts of anxiety and depression.
2: We also heard back from the original question asker who said that she appreciated the advice and has been following her kids lead. She ended up disclosing some information to her oldest and her daughter was content with a very vague mommy is having a hard time because of something that happened a long time ago. She's also been working on unburdening herself from the guilt and her husband is picking up some of the slack. It was a good reminder for her that it's okay to ask for help.
0: And finally, we got a few letters for the mom who has an immune compromised husband and would love a big family.
1: Anna says she has kids with a chronically ill husband, and it is freaking hard. More of the child rearing is on her because of the health issues. She can't imagine three and wants to kindly encourage our letter writer to wait to make the decision on adding more until she has two.
2: DJ and his wife had one kid, and trying for number two was really, really hard. When they finally adjusted to being a family of three, their second son was born. Then, despite their plan for just two, their daughter came along naturally with no fertility treatments. He says six years later, their eleven, seven, 7, and 6-year-olds have filled their house with love. So two kids, Max, no matter your
0: plan, know that you
2: will fill your house with love.
0: Well, thank you all for engaging with the show, passing along your experiences and advice. It means so much to us. If you ever want to share, please email momandad at slate.com or call our hotline at 646 357 9318. And that's it for our show. Please subscribe, leave a rating and review, and tell your friends. This episode of Mom and Dad Are Fighting is produced by Rosemary Belson and Maura Curry. Alicia Montgomery is VP of Slate Audio. For Zach Rosen and Jamila Lemieux, I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. Thanks for listening.